0: I've said this before, and I'm going to say it. channel three is the future. There's no platform like it. it's a place where you can post about video games and you know, everybody cares about it. They are just as excited to see your post about video games as you are to post it.
1: Finally, someone gets it.
0: <laughs> Listen, if you're an up and coming content creator, you're just not going to find a more creator friendly platform than you what Um, how how? you're just not you can review new games old games systems you can make lists of your favorite games least favorite games backlog boom they finally get the w everything is gamified how much xp do i get there's daily quests weekly challenges daily mini games there's tournaments events I can honestly say that it makes gaming more exciting than it's ever been. What? That's all I'm saying. <clears throat> <clears throat>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Bucket and Hoosier Show, the podcast that's all about community and competitive Rocket League.
0: If you're new to Rocket League, it's a high-flying, fast-paced game that combines soccer with rocket-powered cars. It's a game that's easy to pick up, but difficult to master.
2: And that's where our guests come in. We're talking about the best of the best in the Rocket League community to learn about their journeys, strategies, and tips for success.
0: Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, we've got something for everyone. So sit back, relax, and join us as we explore the exciting world of competitive Rocket League.
2: Join us live Monday evenings at twitch.tv forward slash Bucket and Hoosier and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts to catch past episodes. Be sure to hit the follow and notification button so you know when new content has been posted. We had the pleasure of hosting two exceptional guests, Zach and Karen, who provided invaluable insights into the world of mental and high-performance coaching. Zach, a former esports pro, has transitioned into a career as a mental and high-performance coach. Drawing from his personal experiences in the competitive gaming scene, he helps individuals optimize their mental state and unlock their full potential. Karen, on the other hand, is a skilled life coach, and also specializes in mental health and high-performance coaching. With her expertise in these areas, she guides individuals towards achieving their goals, fostering resilience, and maintaining a healthy work-life balance. During our conversation, we got into the duo's four pillars of performance, comprehensive framework that encompasses various aspects crucial for success. We explored burnout prevention strategies, understanding the inspirations behind their foray into mental coaching, and their experiences with young adults. This is The Bucket and Hoosier Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The uh, Bucket and Hoosier Show. What are you shaking your head for? I can't deal with you. I'm a dead of three. What do you expect? I can't do it right all the
0: time. A little organization, maybe. Goodness, no.
2: I, I, I'm a dad of three. You're a dad of three.
0: You have, you know, there's no organization. I, in our I got lives. it all put. I got it all together all the time. Oh my Never lord! Never any mess ups.
2: Well, welcome back, everybody. It's another edition of the Bucket and Hoosier Show here on a Monday night. Uh, I'm Mr. Hoosier, and he is Bucket. And as always, Bucket, how you doing, buddy? How was your uh, um to so Montana? Good
0: quick trip yeah we'll call it that it was relaxing and it was nice and it was beautiful and the sun is up from 5 a.m to 10 30 p.m and oh, i geez. felt refreshed and then i came home and pure chaos ensued <laughs> so i'm here for it and i'm there for it and i'm everywhere all the time you, it seems like like you just I,
2: so i was riding in the car with my buddy today we had to take like an hour drive to for work stuff today and we're driving back and he is in his mid-30s no children right he has a house. He has four vehicles. One of them's an Evo. One of them's a Subaru Subaru STI. The other one is his old Prelude a nice Lexus. He's like, "What are you gonna do when you get home?" I'm like, "I'm gonna walk into a circus." That's what I'm gonna do. It, it's gonna be just a straight circus. There, it, there's no time off. As soon as I, as soon as I walked through the door, I started eating food. And what did I do? Oh, I was hiding a, a John Cena action figure in a Barbie because my kids wanted to play hide and seek. And I just wanted to eat. So improvise, right? Like, Oh yeah, we'll play hey. hide and seek. I'm going to go hide these. And then you guys can go find them. And well, would you a- change it for anything? And the- I would That's not That's hundred percent would not. Oh totally. my Lord. Uh, but what a weekend though. in uh, RLCS, um, if you're not a fan of hugging mode, I hope you are now because they looked fantastic for EU this weekend. And, um, it it was really another statement as we get closer to the major of NA is in trouble and EU just looks really good, um, but there were a lot of people that were trying to bring up the arguments of is EU just like NA because you know EU always said oh we had have depth but then Hogan mode goes through and shows everybody that they're there and ready to play so then is it depth or is it inconsistency kind of like what they've always said about in, uh, NA. Um, I don't know at this point I, I, I do think NA's in for a, a tough go at the major though um, those EU teams just they all look really good and I would it, unless they cave on stage I would be shocked if we didn't see almost three of those teams there towards the end
0: yeah, I was going to say the major is going to tell us everything we need to know obviously but speculating towards that I just don't see how EU doesn't uh, just dominate but that's why they play the games right that's why you don't just go off of pen or what's on the piece of paper.
2: That uh, is true that is why you play the games. Um, also this weekend was the draw too. Rizzo able to put out uh, another great tournament as long as Twitch doesn't keep changing their, their rules and hopefully mess the uh, Hopefully, they don't change the rules back and mess that up for those guys. But uh, Shopify Rebellion takes it 3 2 over Fury in the grand finals. So I yeah,
0: don't know. It's a we, wild weekend. We just
2: talked, you know, talking about inconsistency. It just feels like Rocket League has a huge inconsistency across the board. Uh, but that's been highlighted. Uh, I don't know. I, did you see that I kind of got in a little chat with, I won't say a chat, but Rise did respond to a question that I had in a tweet talking about what's the difference between NA and EU. You know, like everything we've heard in the past year, it's always, oh, NA is full of egos and no one wants to talk to each other and the status thing. And Rise says that that's basically out of EU now and everybody's kind of on the same level playing field, wanting the region to be good so that they can be NA. So it's almost like EU has banded together to just improve each other just to put EU at top. And wonder if we'll ever get to see that in NA. I
0: think, I think, uh, and maybe this segues into what our whole purpose of today's podcast is about, but they are leveling themselves up in more ways than just the norm, right? Like there's originally there was, what can we do to be a better team? And then how can we play more mechanically? And then maybe we need a coach and then maybe we need to do this. And they're starting to stack these things on top of each other to be a complete dominating force in the world because they're, the competition's getting higher. So they have coaches and mental coaches and all of these things. And that's what brings us to where we are today in the scene. I think EU's at the
2: Forefront of that, EU definitely seems to be at the forefront. I mean, uh, one of our fantastic guests that we have on the on the show, Professor Prof, I mean, he's working with Moist now. So definitely, after our conversation with him and how great it was, and seeing that he's been picked up onto a big board like that, and they're using what he has to offer is just fantastic to see. And like you said, it segues into what we have going on tonight. Um, we have Zach and Karen. Uh, they are mental health coaches and I don't wanna steal their thunder, so let's get them on. Guys, how are you doing?
3: Hello. We are oh there we go.
2: Yep, <laughs> I fixed uh, again, it's the organization thing. I don't have it. So one of my bad pillars in life is terrible organization skills. So I still have to work on that. Well,
1: that's why there are two halves. I'm the organizer in the family does Zach does his thing. Yep, my <laughs>
2: wife around the corner right now, she's the organizer.
1: Yeah, but when it comes to where are we in the world, names, faces, I am a no-go, it's all on him.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you play to your strengths, you work on your weaknesses, yeah. I'm just kidding. Like, yeah, thanks for having us, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys.
2: No, we're excited to have you guys on. Uh, to start, can you guys just tell us a little bit about yourselves?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm Karen. This is my husband Zach. Uh currently in Las Vegas. We're esports mental and high performance coaches. Uh been working on the scene pretty much in e- every esports with players from each org, uh with big names from Valorant, from Rocket League, from pretty much. Yeah,
3: all it works from- like Team Vitality, TSM, uh players from NRG, T1. Uh, oxygen, kind of all the orgs. We've been around for a while. We uh, are currently, we just actually just got into the Rocket League scene with a team. Mm-hmm. Uh can't actually say who it is yet because it's pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. It's oh, come be- on. Yeah. I wanted to I wanted to burn it so bad on your guys' show. Trust me, I did. But we have to hold strong, you know. Get in trouble, but uh, yeah. So it's actually segwaying, like you were saying, with uh, a lot of the, the the deck stacking that these teams are doing. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're taking it serious, and that's kind of what we're that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit about our background, mm-hmm. like where we come from. The reason we're doing this is uh, I was previously way back when a uh, pro CS One Point Six player. Ooh. All of you. Uh, you know, I've heard there's a dad community going on. You guys have played FPSs back in the day. You probably are familiar with these games like CS and uh, Day of Defeat. I was a pro in that game as well. So I've been around. I was an IGL in that game as well. Um, so been around for a long, long time, and these resources were not available. Mm-hmm. And I, I got burnt out. Mm-hmm. I'll go into my story later, but I come from the esports side of things. And Karen is yeah. a Valorant head coach, uh,
1: and Valorant whatever, head coach as well.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> which is what relocated us to Vegas. I'm actually a trained life coach. So my job is more the emotional, mental, physical stuff that my players and teams are going through. Um, how to kind of click to, into proper performance and everything to do with like high performance. Yeah. So that's a little
0: bit about us. Ask us anything you want. Fuck it. Yeah, that's wild. So it it sounds like you have been around for a long time is kind of what we're saying about. Let's start with what we know about first in Rocket League. It sounds like this is kind of new to the scene and getting people in there. Are you working with players specifically? Are you working with teams? Uh, I know you mentioned there's an org that you're not able to speak specifically about yet. But what's been your your entrance into Rocket League?
1: Yeah, so we've been, I've been working with individual players. They find me from pretty much each org, uh, not in- excluding Rocket League. And right now, we're working with the Tier 1 uh, Rocket League team. Um, we've worked with coaches. It depends on who comes to me. Like a manager says, I need, like, they're driving me crazy. Help me or help me get this team to a better place. Or the coach uh, reaches out to us or maybe the org. So we work with them in different levels. They're very young, mostly. Uh, especially in Rocket League. Especially in Rocket League. Yeah. They're culture of three is problematic. (laughs) The culture of, like you guys said in the beginning, now they're adding on more resources, but until now things have kind of been laid and expected to be handled by the coach. Pretty
3: unstructured,
1: to be honest. A lot of unstructured, a lot of canceling scrams, a lot of kind of professional things that we see in Valorant that are long gone are still existing in Rocket League. Um, Wait,
2: hey, okay, hey, 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 I'm going to stop you there because the Valorant, the Valorant um, professional scene has barely been around. It's not even a year. It's
1: been a year,
2: right? Yeah, it's fairly new. And from what you all are already finding, the level of, we'll say professionalism, is yes. up here and Rocket League is not even close.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's... It's approaching. Look, the
1: game is different. The game is different. It is if different you're game. talking about a five minute game versus a 45 minute game, it takes its toll. When you have your whole scrim scrimmage situation is done in two hours and you need to be hella focused all the way from through the through, then it feels different. It has different aspects to the mental performance size as well into the structure of your day. Um, a lot of our Valorant players that, uh, like are still in school they do something like we just have exams and we don't show up to school like they do kind of a from home situation yeah it's just more developed it's to just be automated. honest and that's
3: because a lot of the Valor players have been pros in other games exactly. from okay. counter-strike overwatch uh some fortnite pros they've just been doing this for a while yeah. and also i think the orgs that instantly jumped into Valorant, were successful in League of Legends and Counter-Strike. It's a five-man team structure with coaches. It's like, it was already kind of, the groundwork was set Mm -hmm. to make it successful. And I think these orgs jumped on the boat because it's Riot Games. Mm -hmm. Like League of Legends is one of the biggest esports in the world, right? Right. I think they jumped on the boat early and they invested heavily. So I think Rocket League is catching up. Well, is
2: the the Valorant uh, backbone also, would you say, more professional? Because like you kind of talked about when they started this got started as a league, right? Like there was almost already yeah. that foundation. The, it, it was almost like the orgs came together. It was like, Hey, let's do a league guys. And, and let's set it up that way. Whereas what we talk about with rocket league we have in the past year, um, it's not a league. It's an yeah. open circuit. Can you qualify this weekend? And just a handful of teams get to qualify.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I think the Valorant backbone is more sturdy at this moment because the competition, first of all, the competition is fierce. Second of all, because so many people have transitioned from other games into Valorant, there's like, you have to keep up, otherwise, somebody will take your place instantly. And I think in Rocket League, there's a very, like, there's excellent players. And there's like the ones that are still catching up. So if you don't get those it's like the new guard the new guard, yeah, exactly. So if you don't get those into your team, those coaches, those players you're kind of stuck so i feel like valorant has the privilege of being more advanced at this moment
3: yeah i think in the very beginning of valorant it wasn't that way yeah. to be honest it took a few months it's
1: like, still a young person in industry like people are still like very young they don't answer messages like there's a lot going on yeah, there's in still
3: community. unprofessionality going on it's not perfect don't don't get us wrong <laughs> but it's uh it's overall i think the orgs um are setting the the culture standard standards and even from the beginning like when we started getting in with some valorant teams it wasn't there and it's changed over the last like three to six months mm-hmm. it's really evolved a lot and that's like what karen is saying when franchising came in when it was like really being elevated and there was more money being pumped in more expectations it did change
1: so now think- suddenly, like ceos are coming to us and saying hey i know that the most important thing for my team is mental performance like what can you help us with because they've yeah. been around and they see that they put so much money into them so much effort some of that in order like in, in the end they just crap under the pressure or they get burned out or got forbids they they get you know worse so they really understand the value of mental performance and how it can advance to the next level and give yeah. them that edge like you said in the beginning it's like and they feel that in the moment it's not It's not going to be a long-term investment in the beginning. Let's invest in the analysts and in the coaches. But now they understand that all of that could be done better with the help of mental performance, and that's where we come in. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about that a little bit, talk about how you uh, what techniques you use? Like what things do you bring to have these kids or players, or uh, some of them are probably young adults at at certain points in different levels. but what what things do you have them do that brings them up? like what what's a typical session like? that
1: mm. Great question. Great question. So basically, before we work with anybody, we have them fill out like an evaluation form. So it's a bunch of questions that get me to understand where the mindset is now if a regular person would read the questions they'll be like and you it's know, like
3: basic, basic questions question.
1: but when i read the questions i know exactly why i'm asking them it's like showing me exactly what i need to know i need to see if they're overanalyzing, if they're in their heads what's keeping them away from flow i need to see Is it really about confidence? Is it really about comms? Because a lot of people say, oh, the team is not talking. But in reality, they don't trust each other. They don't share. It's not really about the communication. It's about the trust. So we need to really localize and identify what they're going through. And then when we get into a session, we just coach them we coach them with deep questions why do you do what you do why do you care about this
3: been to your motivation like Mm -hmm. why are you here like you're choosing to play rocket league professionally you could go out there and like we were talking before the show started go play baseball with your friends have a great Mm -hmm. life why do you want to do this do you actually want this because other people are gunning for your job like it, it is a job so you're a kid or not a kid but you're you're a person first and then you're a player yeah start to learn about yourself what like we ask self-awareness type of questions just like things they've never thought about get Mm -hmm. them thinking about why they're here what they're doing the level that they need to be performing at they're taking so many pressures from the outside just Mm -hmm. helping them deal with some of that work through it like we're we're pretty down to earth i think you guys can probably tell like we don't come from a traditional uh, sports site background but we come from like a wellness and uh understanding potential and performance Mm -hmm. background and so we get our players to get in touch with that learn about yourself learn about why you want what you want what do you want to accomplish Mm -hmm. set those goals in motion Mm -hmm. and then have a process that works for you so that's pretty much what we do and when we work with the team it's a lot of like culture setting making sure that uh the team does get on the same page and just making it all kind of click that's can't give you the magic behind it but Mm -hmm. it's just that's kind of how we operate
0: Mm -hmm. totally
2: well, you said like you don't come from a, a traditional uh, sports mental background, but like you yeah. Zach, like you said, you grew up playing travel ball, right? Travel baseball, and gotcha. I I almost feel like sometimes that's what the esports is missing is you're actually when you're in when you go to practice. We myself, Bucket, you we talked about like taking your kids going to practice, and they you have to interact, whereas with esports. I don't have to interact with a person outside of just getting onto the game. So mm-hmm. Yeah, how do you like what how do you break that barrier of making people want to talk? Like Buck and I, we met literally sitting here playing video games and but we were both adults and we found ourselves just chatting and yeah. like, Oh, hey, I like talking to this person, whatnot. But it's yeah. like how do you how do you get teenagers or even twenty year olds who I feel like a lot of them haven't come up in that traditional sports setting and not to like put a judgment on gamers, but a lot of them are very socially awkward and they don't even know how to just be like, hi, I like this. Do you like that? Like it's, it's, (laughs) it doesn't seem to work. So like what, how, how do you break through that?
1: Yeah. So we get in there. First of all, we start with everybody's on camera. You can't hide when the camera is on
3: that's the first step that's
1: you huge. have to be new on camera voice is on all the time and except when they scream
3: don't get it twisted we get met with resistance in the beginning yeah. but
1: i they... don't look good i don't feel comfortable i don't care how you look i just want to connect with you right
3: so we break that first barrier mm-hmm. like be okay with seeing that you're not just behind a screen mm-hmm. and you're going to be at land with these teammates if it's a, a high profile team mm-hmm. you're like social social sociality like being a good teammate being a good friend it's a part of it mm-hmm. so we start to break that barrier just through that getting them in front of it talking to each other uh definitely team building exercises and making definitely. sure they get out of their shell and it can be a little uh, challenge at times depending on the personalities but they all really it comes down to bringing common goals into focus mm-hmm. and like commonality What are you, here? like you said, what are you here for? Why do you want it? And this is your group of people that you're with. If you're choosing to be with them, amazing. Go be with them more. Do more Mm -hmm. things together. Learn about each other. Share with each other. And just open that conversation. If you're not, if you've been placed together on like a tier one org, like, first of all, you have a common goal of getting to worlds, for example, or winning worlds. Mm -hmm. So just start with that. And then start learning how to talk to each other. We just open, basically, we kind of take a lot to be completely frank with the the younger kids which we're dealing with right now in rocket league specifically it's fresh because we just dealt with it like literally this week uh a lot of it comes down to just kind of putting ourselves in the fire like take some of the pressure off of them help them see that being human is can be fun it's light enjoy it there's another side to it and then just let them be themselves and it all kind of starts to come out
1: yeah i'll teach you guys a little trick that we use we call it motivate through leverage motivate through leverage. What does that mean? We come in there and we find out what they care about. And then we motivate them through that leverage. Now it's different talking to somebody that cares about winning than somebody who cares about getting their team together and getting to feel equal and they getting to feel good and, and safe and, and to share. So you got to find out what they really want because as young as they are, they want something. Mm-hmm. They're going after something and you got to find that out and you're gonna- Just speak their tweak. language. Yeah. That's literally what it that. is.
3: It's not, not the manipulation. <laughs> it could sound like, manipulation, no, <laughs> speak their language. Like, learn who they are and just connect with them. It starts with connection, which is, I think, what you said. if that, it's
1: right. manipulation, it's manipulation of the mind. Right. It's not manipulation of
2: them. So, well, it's almost yeah. kind of like it it, it it has, like, this little tremblings of just being a parent. Hmm? Because yeah, you, you do the same with your kids. Like, yeah. fine. Um, you want to play? You guys don't have kids yet. Yeah, like I, I'm sure, Bucket, you can attest to the same thing. It's like, hey, what are you doing? Uh, you want to come
0: play with my kids? You're saying? Wait, no, no, you. They're looking for people to play with them all the time. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah, my. Saying. They never stop. Ne-
2: they never they never stop. Stopped. They're always gonna go. But it, <laughs> yeah, like you kind of said, it's that. What do you want to do today? Well, I want to go play Fortnite. Well, cool. I have X, Y, and Z that I, we need to get done. So before you can do that, we need to get that done. Yeah. All right. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like the same thing. I can, I can see where you're going yeah. with that.
3: Eventually, they learn to like it, right? Not maybe so much chores, per se, but, right. like, they learn to see the value, mm-hmm. and that's what it... If, if you want to make somebody perform in sports in really anything, in traditional sports, you have to make them see that there's value in doing something. It's going to be helpful for them. That's so that's
2: one, in the workplace, too.
3: Absolutely. Yes. absolutely.
2: Like, any new yeah. thing you're bringing on, if it's something new, I, I've seen it so many times where it's like, hey, here's new thing. Well, that's stupid because all you did was tell me it's new thing and i don't like new thing oh it's gonna get us here and then i'm gonna benefit this way i like new thing now let's do that
3: yes don't <laughs> be like change for the sake of change
1: and i'm not gonna lie like a lot of time it takes the hard hardness of the world to get them to fall in order to go back and want it again
2: yeah oh my yeah, god so i love
3: that there's a lot yeah. of
1: that comes the struggle through the competitive is competitive sports teacher. or esports.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Life is a great teacher when it knocks you down. And-
1: because when you're confident, you get complacent sometimes when you win. We just had that with uh, other teams that we were working with. You have to have that hunger, you have to have that constant like drive to go after it at the same level. Because the easiest thing would be to cancel a session or to say to, to take it half in, not really practice the homework or whatever the assignments that we give you. So it's it's really about you. Play or a team will only succeed as much as they are willing to invest so and a lot of the times it's really like a family dynamic um, I bring some of my, you know, feminine mommy energy. He can bring some of his uh, masculine and even the coach. We train them how to put their their, their fa- father hat on while they're playing. Sometimes one of the players turns out to be like the older brother or sister. Yeah, it's just super. Dang- family. We even,
3: we even have them laugh about it. Like families can be dysfunctional.
1: They're not perfect. We're not going to yes. always...
3: <laughs> like being around each other, yeah. but we want to always have each other's backs. Then you can speak their language. Like, okay, I can get behind that, and then the work can start. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, families are dysfunctional, and they're 100%. not can be. They one hundred percent are. <laughs> you guys, just- <laughs> you guys made so many good points. It's hard for me to touch on all of them, but uh, <laughs> the camera thing is super funny to me because you'll see in live events where one guy will just point at his forehead, and you're like, he does def- definitely doesn't want to be on camera. Uh, motivating through leverage. That's kind of like a marketing thing that a lot of people use emotions sell more than anything else. So they try to touch on that stuff. But I think the biggest point that I kind of want to move forward here is like your guys non-traditional background. Like Hoosier was talking about, uh, is, not just necessarily what it was, but what it is. It's not they're coming into a session because they have some huge problem or you're trying to fix something uh, where some people would traditionally go to see a therapist or something like that, but you're trying to help them along this new path and they just don't have that life experience or maturity. Can you kind of speak to that a little bit? Is that kind of what you see the most, like the driving, like how you get them to the next level? Yeah, a
1: lot of these sessions are therapy sessions. Therapeutic. Therapeutic. Uh, okay. But I believe that you start with the core issue and then you allow the transformation to kind of spread its wing and, and the pebbles kind of continue into where you have the the struggle, the struggles or the issues. And then we touch on, on to performance because every time somebody comes to me and says, well, I can't play this. I can literally in two seconds tell you where in the personal life it's, being, it's, being, it's coming from. So it always is connected, and always is coming. Yeah, from there's it.
3: definitely a level of psych behind it. Oh, absolutely. It's just not like we don't. We basically try to take the edge off. Mm-hmm. Where I don't know if other performance coaches run into this because of their background, but mm-hmm. we've talked to uh, some of the, the players we've worked with, and they do get a little intimidated. Okay. By certain uh, sports sites coming in, yeah. they feel like they're getting analyzed, psychoanalyzed, and not nothing and against just
1: analyze them. Just quiet. <laughs> yeah, we just do it from a,
3: a general, a gentler place, and we try to speak their language. That's our approach. Yeah. Um,
1: so, for example, I had a, a player last week. They were telling me, "Okay, like I can't talk. I can't say what I actually want to say to my teammates." And then we work for a second and we're afraid
3: this. of how they're going to react. Mm-hmm. They don't want to piss them off. They don't want to get them like uh, make them lose their confidence.
1: Exactly. Like so we talk for a few minutes, we discover that and then we realize, okay, we go a little back backwards and we realize, oh, okay. You lost a friend when you were super honest. And they never talked to you again, so that kind of scarred you. Okay, but what's, what's better, to remain with that scar or to kind of say what you want? Well, like, What's worse, to stay with the uh, unspoken truth of myself or to move forward with what you want to say? So we're going to start working on that.
2: Yeah, it kind of goes along with uh, one of your most recent YouTube shorts about being judged and being uh, comfortable with being judged and realizing people are not always going to agree with you and there's nothing wrong with that especially if what you're saying is it sound and is logical and makes sense like it it can come from a very good place doesn't mean a person's gonna take it the right way so yeah i oh yeah you guys probably get into some really deep stuff with some of these players Cause i can only imma- i can only imagine um the grouping of individuals from 15 to 20 right now in life who grew up on the internet they don't know they i just feel like they this is a group of people who they've haven't spent a lot of time with just themselves yeah and as much as they think they know about themselves cuz like you talked about when you come when you guys come in you've had players that say like oh we're like nervous cuz you're going to judge us or mm-hmm. you're you're going to psychoanalyze us well yeah if it, there's a lot of people out there at you say, hey, you need to go talk to somebody. No, I don't. I'm fine. It's like, sure. but you probably, you feel fine, but I can tell when you're on your own, you're not asking yourself those tough questions and giving yourself a real honest answer or just taking some time to reflect on, am I where I want to be? Do Am I happy about it? What can I change and make it better? Um, yeah, like I, I know for me, I've talked about a couple of times on this show. Uh, for, in the last year for me, the the book, The Daily Stoic has been like, Phenomenal!
1: It's I love
2: it. Yeah, and like I, I suggest that anybody who's not real—if you're not really comfortable with religion—and then you should be able to find a home in that. But it's a home, it, it it's a. Home, and I had that realization I think just a couple of weeks ago, and I was reading it like I was, I was going through one day, and I was like, "Well, if I really look at this." I can look at this kind of like a gospel reading for, for the week going to Sunday mass. Cause I did grow up in a Catholic household going to church and, but none of those readings or the priest standing up there really resonated with me, but I'm reading this and this does, it's along the same line. So it's, it's not so much of is your way of doing it right? Is your way of doing it right? It's where can you sit and actually find yourself and realize who you are, what you believe in and, how you want to carry yourself in life.
3: Exactly. You literally nailed it. Yeah. Like that's where our work starts. Yeah. Like that's what we have them do. And that's why our first session with whoever we're working with after we obviously have their evaluation. So we have some kind of information about what they're going through, what they want to work on, who they what are, their
1: coaches say about them, what their
3: coaches say about them, their personality. We have some basis of, of understanding. It's just about, have you ever taken a second to think about who you are and what you love and why you do what you do and how you want to carry yourself? Oh, okay. You have, or you haven't. Let's have a conversation. Let's see if we can get into that. And then they start to see something about themselves and their eyes change. Mm-hmm. Something just opens up with them and they're ready to actually Either want something or not want something.
1: Those light bulb moments are the best.
3: Yeah, I'm like, I can say this openly here like, we've actually had some pro players we've worked with. Karen specifically had a very high profile player she worked with that actually quit gaming after working with us because he realized he wasn't on the right path. Mm-hmm. He realized like he wanted to go into a different uh, arena and he actually went back to school. Mm-hmm. He was pretty high profile. He made a lot of money. He, was, he had a name for himself. Don't want to reveal it. Uh, But he basically went back to school and got into sports psych. He wants Mm -hmm. to become a sports psychologist. Mm -hmm. He's completely shifting gears. That was something he cared deeply about. And he didn't even know. He was like, I'm draining away, getting uh, kind of burnt out and a little bit depressed and like wondering why am I feeling all these things? I just wasn't doing the the right things that my heart wanted.
1: And I do believe that our biggest struggles are supposed to prepare us for what we're meant to do. So I was able to make that connection for him. Um, but yeah, everything you said about the book and, and just taking it to me, it's like a, a focus, a mantra, whatever. Religious, religious or not, like religion doesn't have a hold of, on the truth. The truth is what you know you are and what you feel that you are, each in his own path. But... I feel like reading that something, doing that something, having that session, doing your meditation, Zach coaches me, I coach him as well. Doing that something to focus you gets you more open-minded to working on yourself and asking those hard questions. I have two mottos that I use in my coaching. One is that I only ask hard questions, so I apologize in advance. <laughs> and two, that we don't leave performance to chance. It is something and that is
3: in your natural channel. And I
1: think that's empowering. I think that's like every time you read that, every time you hone in on that, it fuels you and it makes you better. And you don't have to be over 20 to understand that. That's pretty simple. Obviously, if I'm working with a 25, I can say something like an inner dialogue, right? I can talk about the mental chatter. But if I'm talking to a 16 year old, I can say the voice in the head. So it's it's just right. Everybody can
3: understand these basic things about themselves once they're able to actually see it. And you mentioned uh, Hoosier that like uh, maybe they spend all their time on the computer. Maybe they're not even social and they're with themselves, but they don't know themselves. They never take a look. So once they start being able to just have that like courage to actually see who they are and actually have that curiosity, like I said, it all opens up from there and then you never know what you're going to get, but you can really help them reach their potential once they... Will actually want
1: to. I actually encountered a lot of different type of gamers. The ones that are social butterflies, the ones that are super introverted, the ones that are super comfortable with themselves, the ones that are s- deeply spiritual. Like I have True. a handful, like a handful of each, uh, in in, a, in like a, a big amount of like diversity. I feel like it's not the same old maybe three years ago I would encounter more the same type of player in the grand scheme of things. I think today it's completely different. Maybe I would understand I even made, I remember making about three years ago a kind of an idea of uh, a template of why is esports, why is mental performance so important in esports and why is esports uh, attracting to us? Because it's fun, because it gets you, it's an out of the box thinker, you are like interval so you don't kind of feel like you belong anywhere else. You go into eSports or whatever it is. But today, I see everything from everything. I don't think we have a type anymore.
3: Yeah, things have definitely evolved in yeah. eSports, that's for sure. It's changed a lot. <laughs> yeah, it no
0: you guys have me reflecting on so many things and we haven't even sat down for a session yet my goodness that's that's so amazing just the the little bits and tidbits you guys are feeding us are really really enticing to kind of get back in touch with a lot of those points and you kind of touched on this but i want to like just ask it point blank like you it seems like most people are able to understand what you say or do right when you come in. But do you ever come up against a lot of resistance or people that just can't get that gear turning? It just won't catch. Like, how do you go about those kind of things?
1: Yeah, I just had a player that bought a, a whole training um, like plan, ten sessions, and they used two, and they had a very terrible kind of breakup, and they just like you know fell off the grid type of thing, and. Th- it happens. I mean, I, like I said before, struggle is the only. Big changer in the world to motivate you to do something that you don't want to be doing So first the whole focus was about I'm gonna get better at this game. I'm gonna hit radiant I'm gonna do this. i is I'm gonna do that and now I'm heartbroken I don't want to do anything anymore But before it was like until June I have to decide because if not I'm going to go to school or I'm going to stay stick to esports I need to make this huge life decision now. I'm heartbroken and nothing matters to me So so it's like you never know where life takes takes you but I think that's a part of our path if you're meant to be a pro you will become a pro regardless of that we've all seen players play through their father's you know uh who was that um yeah I, we had i had a player that was playing in the wake of their fa- father's passing which was insanely hard and insanely emotional till this day she is a pro like it won't deter her you know what i mean so really a touch and go.
3: i want to add kind of from the team side of things mm-hmm. when we get some resistance from a player or it's a lot of the time it's not resistance to us. It's resistance to just opening up in general. Right. And so, yeah, they're just really set in their ways. A lot of the time we do kind of, we see what we can do. We see if there's an entry point that we can just have a conversation. And if there's not a lot of the time we do let them, like she said let kind of let life bring something to them and then they'll want to talk to us mm-hmm. and that does generally happen
1: because they get frustrated when the team isn't working isn't doing well they yeah. get frustrated they want to talk to somebody and, and, and even like, if
3: it starts with like they want to blame somebody yeah, that starts that's starts a conversation simple. right yeah. so it's right. like it's a way to open we really it.
1: Lost a, pl- a player Never, no, ever in I a think... session or two. Even when they tell us, "Look, like these guys are hardcore Russians. They don't like talking. They <laughs> like drinking vodka." We get in there and we find out they're just heartfelt people. They're like little love puppies. Oh, and they're agree. all
2: we're all softies. We we just put yeah. on a tough, rough exterior.
1: Yeah. love. That's what I figured out. Even if you're the tough guy that's making millions and you're sitting there you're still a person who like i was talking to this content creator he had everything in his life everything was going up youtube everything that he was touching was huge and all he wanted to talk about was relationships so it's like there's always something
2: there's yeah. always something and, and, and all that stuff that you're talking about there like you touched on a lot of different points and and like your four pillars of performance right motivation focus confidence and burnout prevention um what and kind of like talking about the YouTube person? Uh, obviously, they're doing everything right, but there's something that's missing, or the player is doing the best. I, I think the one that sticks to me the out mo- the most to me in those pillars is the burnout prevention. What do you guys like? How do you bring that up to players, especially someone who at for some of them this it like what is going on here on this screen? That's it. And they yeah. don't want to step out of it, but like you, they're going to burn out at some point.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do they want the longevity? Yeah. If so, they need to start paying attention because they know when they get wrist pain. They understand when their shoulders are starting to hunch over. They understand when they suddenly don't have a life outside the game. They understand that they're 18, and if this doesn't work out, they don't have a backup plan. They understand all of those things. They see their vitamin D levels low because they don't go out to the sun. They know when things are wrong. We're trying to catch it before it's wrong. We're trying to explain the benefits of wellness and of taking care of yourself and being a person before you are a player uh from from the beginning. So the idea is that a lot of people think that either overcoming burnout or preventing burnout is hard because of the grinds and because of this, because they don't know the right tools. When I sit with a player, I can release within them a wrist pain that has been sitting there for eight years in a 10 minute session. Because the way I teach it is that in our bodies emotions are Energy and motion. And
3: it's stress emotions. building up over time. And
1: it's body. stress building up in the body. So if you allow your body to express those emotions that have been stuck specifically on the wrist area, the wrist relaxes and the this ease, disease, the dis-ease vanishes. Yes. I'm saying big things here, <laughs> maybe a lot of No, no, no,
2: like it may I, I know it might so I I, I I think but, Buck and I have both talked about this for i i know for a lot of people it's go and do a workout go and and get that out of your system just do something that takes your whether it's meditation or working out but makes you just breathe for a second and like you said just let all that let all of it go
1: yes Mm -hmm.
3: yeah i mean that's like i think she touched on it it's you just what do you what do you choose like you you have a choice in this life we make sure they understand they like not only should they be accountable but you have the choice like you can decide what you do like you decided to be a pro or you decide to like want to actually grind the ladder and beat the top rank whatever your your level is where you want to be you have that choice and so is pushing harder that could potentially lead to burnout is that worth it at the end of the day yeah. or is taking like if you want a long career like she said you want this to like be a uh, like you want to leave the legacy you want to have something from behind it's not just a few good paychecks and you know some good fond memories if you mm-hmm. want more than that maybe you should look a little bit differently at it and mm-hmm. like one of our, our pillar is burnout prevention mm-hmm. because you a lot of times you can't catch it yes. so we just help them see okay are you no matter where you are if you're too far gone with like you were saying wrist pain mm-hmm. first of all we can help you release that but we also want you to understand what caused that yeah. Let's make sure we are aware of where that came from. Mm-hmm. It's all the overuse and holding the mouse really, really tight. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like playing nonstop for 20 hours a day through the summer and not sleeping. And it's just a buildup of stress in the body combined with the emotional damage that you're doing from all of the whatever you're dealing with in your life. Exactly. So like there's that going on behind the scenes. We can help you. We can help you see it. We can help you learn. To, to work through it with it tools to actually not do it anymore and not add more damage to yourself. Mm-hmm. But do you want that? Okay. You do let's, let's see what we can actually do here. So it always comes down to that choice and that's really the, the kind of the crux of our work mm-hmm. is like, we don't want to convince you of anything. We're not kind of trying to come in here and like hammer down preach. your throat, and preach <laughs> uh, mental performance. We're like we can help you do whatever you want. We can help you be the best in the world. We can help you be happy. You tell us where do where do you want to go with
2: them? You can just be an outlet,
0: an outlet, and that's what a lot of people don't have.
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, there's so much again to unpack. You guys always give me so much information, and then Hoosier gets to ask you a question. I'm like, oh my gosh, heartbreak and heartache and young adults. I cannot believe that's not a topic that's just all the time and free flowing. So, it, I just imagine when I was 16 and and the things that happened. Oh my god, I thought yes. it was the
1: end of the world. Yeah. No, remember those days? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people think that burnout is me. Uh playing too much and getting burned out, but it's so much more than that burnout is at the end of the road. Yep. so if you catch it early, it's super easy to prevent. That's why it's a thing it's like it's like when people say about focus, I'm not focused, but the way we teach them is you're always focused. The only question is where is your focus yeah.
0: well, where? that kind of leads me into like what I would like the the question is like is your job ever over with with these guys right like are you able to walk away from a team or a player and be like i i help them they can go off on their own or is it just like an ongoing process all the time and i think some of these things might speak to one or the other
3: yeah yeah it's uh, actually a really good question we've literally thought about this Mm -hmm. countless times because we believe that uh personal growth is never over i think personal you can always develop so like just from a straight up answer that's what we believe yeah. but we understand that working with a person a, a process can have an end yeah. for sure and uh, then it can have a new beginning. Mm-hmm. so we have worked with players where we felt like it kind of ran its course and in, in a bad way we just felt like there was kind of almost nothing else there at that time mm-hmm. and it was a good
1: endpoint again there was no so, more struggle to, to challenge that. right but if it's a player going for tier one from now and they're like tier three they're gonna need us all the way there are players that need a quick rescue just give me one session and talk to yeah. me and let me go figure out my stuff there are uh, teams that want like a boot camp Like it's 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 goal dependent
3: it is it is goal dependent and like i said it's kind of philosophically no the work is never done so there's always more that can be done but when you're working with an actual person it is goal dependent And it's like, where is their energy? Where's their mindset now How do things change? We can pick it like sometimes we actually work with a team uh, pretty intensely for like an extended boot camp for maybe a month, Mm -hmm. like three weeks or a month. And then we kind of drop off the grid for a month and we see where things are at, let them kind of balance out and see where it's at. So they
1: could message us months after or two minutes after and keep talking to us Mm and keep uh, engaging with us. So you're kind of always in, but you're never out, but sometimes it ends, but sometimes it
3: continues. It really is a case-by-case case basis. Yeah, I hope it answered
0: your question. <laughs> no, totally it did. And that's, the, I think that I was kind of alluding to that being the case, but like you said, there's, there's almost never an end to what you believe is possible with a person, but also an end of a cycle or an end of a session or whatever the case is, like that makes so much sense. I love that.
3: We've had them all. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We've, we've talked to many different types of personalities and so many amazing people from all different backgrounds and you encounter a lot. and Like people go through different things and you got to let them go through their journey sometimes, mm-hmm. and sometimes like part of, part of coaching, uh, you guys, I, Bucky, you were saying you coach your, your kids in baseball, right? Yeah. Sometimes and I was a coach in Valorant. It's hard watching them struggle. Sometimes you do have to let them go and, and learn on their own and oh, then be okay. that shoulder to come back to if they need to.
2: So Yeah, when you're in that position and you know like you see the route the road it's going down but and it's like not the one you should go down, you should go down this one. No, I'm going down this one. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is going to suck to watch, but you got to do it <laughs> just cuz you won't listen that time. Yeah. Being
1: a coach is sometimes is the worst. Sometimes it's the best, but sometimes it's the worst like When we talk to coaches, we we understand that when you watch your team play or your players play, we understand the love and horror combination that you are so proud but so scared for in every moment. It's like (laughs) dreadful. And we get that. We, it, it's so hard to be from the sidelines. Even when you're coaching, you yeah. only have that time out, that in-between games uh, moment to speak with them. But really, every everything is about letting go in coaching yeah. and fatherhood and everything. It's always about letting go. And I think, actually, the more we let go, the more they come to us.
3: Yeah. Uh, that was a lesson we learned kind of earlier on in our coaching as individuals before we even started working together because that was the best decision we ever made was to team up and do this together but Mm -hmm. when we were working alone uh, i think we learned to like through kind of some of our own experiences to literally let go and just give them enough space to make their own decisions and then see where it goes and if they don't want to come back for more all good if they do we're there and uh that's some of the deepest connections we made with our players were those ones where we fully let go. When
1: they keep coming back to us. And I'm gonna say something hard that maybe it's hard for fathers or humans to hear. From what I learned in my own journey, whenever you're trying to go at them and save somebody, I'll be honest, you're really trying to save yourself.
2: Oh, 100 percent I am, I would not disagree. My oldest make is Bucket this, cry on. Yeah, stream, no kidding, guys. God, he's gonna get not us not really good here. That. But, oh my, but my my oldest, my oldest is a spitting image of me. Everything he does right now, like I've talked to my wife, I'm like, he's this, this, this. this like I'm seeing all this. Now that is also me, like pushing out there what I see. Is that actually what is happening? Not necessarily. You know, she she opens my eyes a lot of times. I'm like, well, no, you saw that, but here's what also happens. Like, oh. So, yeah, we you're.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was
2: that you said, Karen?
1: We assume a lot. Yes. I assume that that would happen.
2: Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. God.
1: To fatherhood and relationship and coaching, even marriage, it doesn't matter what it is, it's to keep asking the questions. To not assume that you know what the other person is going through or what your player is going through. I can come in and have the notion that somebody is going through something, but really it's something else. Usually my intuition is right, so I stick with it, but it's a, it's not about the pushing. It's about letting them figure it out on their own and letting them come to you. And yeah, the fact that it's so similar to you, I mean, they grew up in your shadow. I mean, how not? You know yeah. what I mean? Not
3: in your shadow,
1: for sure. No, but like... <laughs> But they
2: he they they exhibit, like, you make these children, they end up having some sort of your traits along the way, and there are things that you're going to see where it's like, don't do that. And it's like, well, actually, you, yeah, go ahead and try it. Maybe it works for you and it didn't work for me. Uh, but all I can tell you is be mindful of what you're about to do or how you're going about it. So, yeah, it's super interesting. Well, Karen, we know you have a session coming up, so as we wrap this up for both of you guys, Uh, Looking ahead, what are some of your aspirations or goals either within your current field or beyond?
3: I love the question. We we talk about this all the time. We think about it. Do you want to go first?
1: Um, I think my goal is I've worked with players. I've worked with teams. I've worked with orgs. I've worked with CEO, managers, coaches. Now I think where I'm going is being an in-house performance coach for an org to bring really the org performance up. Take a tier one org and bring them to that next level because I think that will educate generations to come. I think that's where I'm headed.
3: Yeah, I, mean, I know you're going to be super good at it, knowing who, who you are. Like you can run uh, any any ship basically. Yeah, uh, and I think mine is kind of in the same vein. To be honest, um I've kind of done. Not everything in esports but i did do the player thing the coaching thing now the the mental performance coach for the last few years and i think my next not my next step but like my if you want to call it ending destination that i would like to get to is um kind of like she said like an in-house performance not a coach but maybe a performance director mm-hmm. that kind of oversees the whole operation of an org and make sure the culture is on point uh basically what she was saying but Also, just like make sure the operations of an org, almost like an esports director. That's something I would definitely consider getting into for the right opportunity, for the right people, for the right org, because I believe heavily because of my own personal story, which I didn't get fully into, uh, I was, I burnt out heavily in my career. I put on a hundred pounds, uh, over 10 year career. Yeah. It was really unhealthy, deep depression, anxiety, took one bad relationship with one of my ex-girlfriends and I just developed panic attacks. Like I had to take care of myself. You know, I had to turn it around. Um, and so basically I appreciate that by the way. Um, but yeah, so learning what I learned, I want to make sure that there are people in the scene that are that can be solid role models, that make sure that these kids have a path and are being taken care of. Because I've also seen on the side of things, I have friends who are pros who have been treated like horrible, treated like complete shit mm-hmm. from their own works. And I would like to make sure it's being run with integrity. And uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of how I'll end it right there. And in our
1: uh, you know, personal life, it's more about Having kids, I think, is the next thing. There you go. Yeah, baby. I mean, thirty-five. Yeah, Yeah, the
0: clock is definitely ticking. (laughs) Hey, that's where that's where some of us all landed. I'm in that that boat too, and wouldn't trade it for the world having it that late. I mean, sometimes you get a little bit more life experience under you, and. It helps out so wish the Best for you guys in that regard and I don't know how open you guys Are to ever coming back but I'd love to Continue the conversation sometime I know We gotta just scratch the surface Of not only uh, what you guys Do but of you guys yourselves and Getting your names out there or just Having the chat so more people Because we talked a little bit About this and I don't want to go too far Into it before the show but you know Some things go Unsaid in the world some things go uns said in the in the mental aspect of it and communities that we're in and we're always trying to better our lives and our games and our families' lives so we definitely appreciate these conversations and they help us have better conversations with other people in that regard so you guys are welcome back anytime you want to get any word out and we're more than happy to you know keep Asking you guys questions and and trying to get as much as out of you guys as we can, so we appreciate it. And um, you can also take this time to kind of tell people where to find you at or any information you want to say. You know, in closing, is up to you.
1: Yeah, we would love to come back. We love this conversation. We live for mental performance. We live for spirituality and, and self development. Uh, you can find us on our website, which is Zach and Karen spelled out A N D and uh, dot com. Uh, or you can find us on Twitter. I'm sure you guys will uh, tag us when um, when the podcast is up.
3: I'm you less know. of a Twitter person, so follow her first, and then if you feel like you want to follow me, go for it. But, yeah. uh, her name <laughs> is Erin Sarfati, so the spelling is... Uh,
1: You're going to see it on the on the tag. And uh, basically, from there, you can get to our Discord. We have a free Discord channel that has a lot of mental performance uh, resources, so if any players, any teams, any managers, dads, whoever it yeah. is, Uh, more than welcome to come in and share those resources and use them and add more of their own. Um, there's an
3: abundance of resources on there, I'm not going to lie, like especially Karen, she just pumps stuff out, some of our own stuff, like resources on the internet that we find valuable. There's a lot of stuff there on mental performance. So feel free to check it out, take part in the conversation, and uh, we're always updating that, so. Yeah,
1: people ask us questions there and whatnot. Uh, Yeah, if you're taking one thing from this, is that be you. And really, if you have a player, I know it's a community of dads. If you have players, uh, be mindful of them. Pay attention to how they're doing. If you're a coach, ask them how they're doing. Be mindful of how they're doing. Don't just treat them as a player. Remember that they're a person. And uh, I hope that the Rocket League uh, scene is going to soar. The upcoming major is going to be awesome. Like you said, the EU NA scene, I'm going to see who steps up. Because in the end, there's a very small gap of uh, skill uh, between the players and the teams. Yeah. I think the mental performance will determine how they show up in the day of uh, the last time that I watched, uh, Hogan Mode. Uh, one of their players, uh, what, what's his name? Something. Scrub killer. yep. I liked him because because i saw his aura, like he had good energy was like happy and
2: you know you have seen- to come back because scrub killer like he, he yes he is a story because he is like one know. of the fir- original prodigies that came up um, in the really? scene yes like playing 1v1's under like when he was
0: like 13 tw- yeah old.
2: 13 years old on johnny boy's stream like that's how he got recognized so He's somebody that has been in the scene for a long time and grown up in it. So, yeah. yeah.
3: Learning about the stories in Rocket League. Like, we've been in Valorant and Counter-Strike a lot more. And, Mm -hmm. like, we're just scratching the surface of Rocket League. It's amazing. Like, I love it. We see
1: Zen up and coming. We see everybody doing their thing.
3: I we'll definitely
1: continue the conversation
2: definitely <laughs> Great. awesome yeah, w- anytime for us well as cool. we wrap up here anybody if you're tuning in right now we are going to be live on the channel here tomorrow night in support of the rosie memorial tournament going on with the dad gaming uh it's like what did Jasu say it's going to be across like six streams there's like six sets of casters going on uh so be sure to tune in to the uh, is it gonna be on channel Channel Three or Dad Gaming?
0: Oh, it's gonna be on Rosie's stream. Oh, Rosie's channel, uh, yeah. Rosie's channel. They they were able to access it, and they're gonna have the main one on there. But all of the streams will be pointed: TDG, Dad Vibes, Channel Three, us, several other uh, casting duos, and we're gonna have a, a huge production in honor of Rosie. And again, that touches a little bit on this uh, mental health stuff. So please, please, please. Uh, uh, talk to someone or, you know, just look out for each other. Everybody just needs to do that a little bit more.
2: Definitely. Yep. Well, Hey, Zach and Karen, we appreciate, appreciate you guys coming on here as always Uh chat. I'm going to send you guys over to, was it? Skyburner. We're going to send you guys over to Skyburner tonight. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it as always. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. All right.
0: Have a good one. See you later, brother. Are you a hard-charging, fast-moving gamer who needs a quick and healthy snack to keep you fueled for those long gaming sessions? Look no further than Savage Snacks. Our protein packed maize Bites are just what you need to crush the day and stay at the top of your game. Made with high quality ingredients and designed to give you a sustained energy, Savage Snacks are the perfect snack to keep you going through intense gaming sessions. And with just one bite, you'll be hooked. So head on over to SavageSnacks.co slash Bucket and Hoosier today to grab your own Savage Snack and get free shipping Go be happy.